Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees, and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. I think the biggest thing I learned how strong I was, you know, we're so much stronger than we think. Um, I felt like David against Goliath. And so I had to find ways to keep getting back up because I kept getting knocked back down. And I mean, I can tell you there were nights where I had panic attacks waking up in the middle of the night. I didn't know if I was going to be able to uh, financially make it because, you know, I was one of those where um, my you know, child support and everything was used against me um, with threatening tactics and taken away if I didn't comply, which I wasn't going to comply because I was I was not going to, you know, give in. <laughs> but it, it gave me that courage, that strength, that um, that inner champion that I needed to find, that inner warrior inside of me. Um, to empower myself to get through those moments. I had to face so many fears and thank God for coaching because that got me through. Welcome to JBD Team Talks with your host, Karen McMahon. During Team Talks, you get a chance to meet our JBD coaches as we discuss challenges and difficulties that are common to everyone facing divorce and provide you with tips and strategies to help you master the art of managing your thoughts, calming your emotions, and intentionally choosing your responses. And now for today's topic. Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Coaches. I am very excited to introduce our listeners to our newest coach, Tammy Oswald. Welcome, Tammy. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. Well, I'm thrilled to have you introduce yourself to our listeners. And listeners, I'm go- I'm about to learn a lot about Tammy, too, that I didn't know. So we'll <laughs> do this together. So, Tammy, just before we get into like your experience with divorce and what have you, we were really excited for you to join the team because of your background, your professional background with um, supporting people and coaching. So can you just start by telling our listeners a little bit about um, your coaching experience and the work that you've been doing? Sure. So, excuse me, I I think for for me, it's important to go back even prior to coaching because I've always had this heart for service. And so I just want to be sure to mention that I was a social worker in the child welfare field for 26 years. So I worked with children and families to work in moments of crisis and working to not only get them back together to figure out what how to overcome 
conflict or to find resources and empower them. But also then my last latter part of working in social work, really looking at reviewing cases of kids in foster care and then advocating for what was in their best interest. So children and families have always been on my heart and something that I've done for many, many years. Um, when I went through my own divorce, I knew that I had to make a change, you know, because financially things we have to look at, you know, making changes. So I moved into coaching. I always knew that I was going to be Actually, I thought I was going to be a therapist. And so I had started graduate school to be a therapist. Life got in the way, which, you know, nothing, everything happens for a reason, right? And so clear that that was not the path that I was meant to take. So I, I basically uh, took a break from graduate school and went through my divorce process, let my, my kids grow up. And I always knew that once my youngest went back to school or graduated from high school, that I would go back to school. And so at that point, I had gone through my own divorce, which is very high conflict, and made the choice in that, that therapy was not the right path for me, that it was actually coaching. And, um, in that, I had seen a therapist as well as a coach and also a spiritual director. So I had covered all the gamuts, you know, for support through that process. And there is definitely a need for all of them. Um, but coaching was the right fit for me. So I knew that I wanted to empower other people and help them through that process. And it was very strong in my heart to do that. So back during the pandemic, when everybody was all nestled in their homes. I was, you know, working towards uh, my coaching certification, building my LLC and getting myself out there. And so I started working mostly starting off with the life and wellness coaching, kind of brought that whole social work perspective with me of let's look at wellness in all aspects of life. And so looking at the whole person, not just on where you are right now, what your focus is or what your current challenge is, but how is this affecting every aspect of your life, right? And so when I talk about wellness coaching, it's really looking at all aspects of that person's life. And so that brought me to, I started working with um, a group here in Nebraska, it's called Second Saturday. And so I, yes. I use that to kind of use my divorce expertise or experience uh, to give back to others. And through that, just kind of started doing my own divorce coaching and working directly with a lot of women uh, who are going through some really difficult times. And so that's kind of how everything morphed into me becoming more of a divorce coach. But so now I, I still do life and wellness coaching, as well as the divorce and relationship coaching. So I, I enjoy all of it. Yeah, yeah. So can you share a little bit? Uh, you were seeing a spiritual director, a therapist and a coach. And uh -huh. you had the social work background, uh -huh. so so you were counseling people. So can you just share um, per, with our listeners your perspective on the counseling or therapy versus the coaching from your own personal experience? Sure. Yes, of course. So I, I truly believe that there is a purpose for both, right? I, in fact, one of my best friends is a therapist. <laughs> so, and I, if I have people that cross my path that I feel that therapy is a better fit, I will refer them on to therapy, you know, and say, come back when you're in a, in a different place. But so for me, so therapy is really doing a lot of focusing on 
maybe some past issues, uh, maybe more mental health issues, but also really focusing in on that healing piece or trauma, you know, especially if you're looking at high conflict divorce, there's some trauma probably in there. And my guess is, you know, and I can only speak from my own personal experience and then the, the clients that I've worked with, but I find it common that if you have a high conflict divorce, there's probably been some sort of trauma in one or both of your backgrounds, right? And so, you know, one of the things that I've learned over all of this, you know, is, you know, attachment styles and how they show up in relationships. And so, you know, there's a pattern that, that, that we create. So yes, of course, it makes sense that there's probably some sort of trauma in your background and things that you need to go back and really take a look at. So therapy is great for those sorts of things, um, working through feelings, those sorts of things. Coaching, and the reason why I chose coaching was because coaching got me up in the morning. Coaching moved me forward. Coaching was what actually empowered me to take steps that I never would have taken. I had a wonderful experience in my therapist's office talking about all of the things that we needed to talk about, but the things that made me who I am today that really pushed me forward and empowered me to become the woman that I am today was coaching. And that's why I decided this is where I wanna be. This is the right fit for me. What what a great description. I mean, that's I think that so many people who have engaged in coaching would would so agree with you on that. You've been listening to our podcast, Getting Educated, Regulating Your Emotional Reactions, and it's been really helpful. Yet you know you could do better, be better, and you're wanting and needing more support. That's where our coaching service is a game changer. We're here for you when you need us the most, ensuring you have all the tools and resources at your fingertips, guiding and supporting you to be more effective. Our free rapid relief call helps you gain a broader perspective, commit to your best next steps, and determine what coaching support is right for you. Visit rapidreliefcall.com to book your call today. So, you know, so you have this depth of experience. I love that our entire team brings so many different things to the table. Um, Carrie with her grief coaching and you having this therapy background. Rachel has a a matrimonial law background. So we have this beautifully well-rounded team. I would like our listeners to know a little bit about your personal journey. You know, we specialize in high conflict and there's a reason that so many of the coaches that we've attracted to the team have mm-hmm. gone through their own really difficult, thorny journey of yeah. navigating both a high conflict marriage and then and then how goes the marriage, so goes the divorce. So there we all mm-hmm. are in our high conflict divorce. Can you just share just, just whatever context you're comfortable with? with um, that, that you would put that label of high conflict on your marriage and divorce. Yeah, I would love to. And if you don't mind, Karen, may I just actually go back a little bit more? <laughs> I want to actually throw out there too, that I was a child of divorce. I grew up in a home 
that um, my parents divorced when I was very young. I had an absentee father. I never knew him. Um, I will say that it went, part of my empowering myself through the process of divorce and with my coach, I actually went back and faced that fear and 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 found my father at that point, uh, who wow. is now deceased. But uh, I just wanted to to point out that I grew up in a home that, um, you know, I had a single parent mom who worked three jobs to make ends meet. And so I know I put it in my, my, you know, my profile or whatever on the website, but I, it's not to do, I I don't ever want to call attention to anything negative that is like, poor me. You know, I grew up in a home with an absentee father. I experienced emotional and physical neglect and poverty as a result, but it's true. And I, I say those things only to inspire others and to know that we are not where we come from, right? That we can be more than where we came from. And, you know, I can, I can tell you very vividly if you don't mind me sharing, but I, you know, my mom did the best she could and I'm not here to speak negatively of her, but when she works three jobs, she's at home very often. And when she is home, her ability to meet emotional needs, she's exhausted, you know? And I think a lot of our women can relate to this today, right? That we work with, and maybe they're not working three jobs, but they are trying their best to overcome all the stressful times and they don't have a lot left in their tank to give, right? And so I've experienced that as a child. And so obviously that, that formed who I was and how I viewed relationships and, you know, so many different things like that. Um, so I bring that with me first and foremost, and I can, you know, if I may share one story, <laughs> maybe I'm just going on too much, but I, my heart for service grew. I was, I think I was probably about 10 years old and real story. My mom had come home that day. It was about a week before Christmas and she sat my brother and I down and she said, I need you guys to make a choice. We have to decide I have enough money to pay the mortgage and keep the house or you can have Christmas, but you got to choose. If we, if you want Christmas, you know, we can't keep the house. <laughs> so of course we, wow. chose, we chose the house. So <laughs> I know. And that's, uh, but it, I, I'm only sharing this story because it was then that, first of all, yes, I learned that there was no Santa Claus. He wasn't coming. There was no one coming to save the day. And that's when I, you know, a lot of those uh, angry feelings towards my dad and all the things came up. And it was such a tumultuous time for me that it's so vivid. But a couple of days before Christmas, all these cars showed up. They just kept showing up and showing up and bringing in boxes upon boxes upon boxes of food and clothing and um, gifts and um, treats. And so I maybe I'm getting a little emotional, but I that day I remember looking outside my window and saying, I'm going to do that someday for somebody. I'm going to pay that forward. I will never forget this moment. And that was when my heart for service was born and why I do what I do, why I became a social worker, right? And why everything has become what it is. So I know that's a little off track to the divorce piece, but that is what impacted me greatly as a child and growing up in a home, you know, and that was a very high conflict divorce as well. I mean, there's a lot that could be said about that. But then I, you know... I always say like I was a social worker, so I was very focused on 
helping families stay together. I was Catholic and, you know, it was a sacrament. Marriage is a sacrament. And I was a child of divorce. You made a promise to myself. I would never do that to my kids. Right. So for me, I had the trifecta going for me. I was never going to, you know, I was only marrying for life. I was never going to get divorced. It was never an intent of mine. Okay, well, life doesn't always go the way we think it's supposed to go. And 22 years later, I'm in a very high conflict divorce. But I can tell you, Karen, that woman who I was back then, I never would have left that divorce. I never would have left because of the trifecta that I had going for me. But now I love myself so much more today. I've grown, I've healed, I've become such a better person than I ever was back then. And I would never want to go back to being that woman. And so that's, that's really why I'm here is to help other people to see like, it can be such a horrible experience. Your divorce can be very high conflict. You know, just a little bit about that. I, we did the collaborative divorce because I, I was a social worker and I wanted everything to be therapeutic and I didn't want it to be high conflict. So we did collaborative. And within a couple of years, my ex-husband took me back to court, which then you have to go through trial. And he kept appealing all the way to the Supreme Court. We went through three more years of very high conflict um, divorce court. And um, even my attorney said, you know, of all the years that he's been an attorney, he's only had one other case that went to the Supreme Court with a divorce. So I've kind of seen the gamut. I've experienced it all. Um, but I just... I'm grateful for all the growth that happened through it and the transformation that happened within me. And so that is my focus that I try to help my clients with going forward. So, so let's, let's get a little granular there because I think that the, the, first of all, I too am a, a child of divorce. And I think that it's so helpful to hear that part of your journey and, and the gift that came out of your parents' divorce was your heart of service because you went mm -hmm. through such a hard time. And that has been such a key um, aspect of the direction that your life has taken. Mm -hmm. So as so many people um, worry about leaving a high conflict marriage because they're going to harm the kids, um, the kids are being harmed being in a high conflict mm -hmm. household and your story, and I think mine as well, show that you can emerge from those kinds of divorces with a lot of treasures in in and of, you know, through the difficulty that you ar arise with. And so when, when you talk about it being high conflict, what are some, and you talk about yourself being such a different person you were back then, can you take us through like that personal growth journey? What, what, who was Tammy back then that wouldn't have left? And how did she become who she is today? Of course, your friends and loved ones deeply care about you. But if you're honest, while they mean well, when it comes to your divorce, they just don't get it. And sometimes you leave those conversations feeling even more isolated. If you're lonely and craving connection and support, check out our High Conflict Divorce Support Group, where an intimate group of 12 people gather from the comfort of their homes to hear, see, and encourage each other, while our JBD team of coaches provide emotional support and practical guidance. There's no reason to take this journey alone. 
If you've been yearning for support, go to journeybeyonddivorce.com backslash HCDSG and register today. such a good question. And I can, I talk about this. I have a workshop. This is how strongly I feel about um, helping people to find themselves because I was that woman who sat on my couch going through my divorce process and said, I have no idea who I am. My whole life has been just trying to be the best wife, the best mom, the best social worker. And my focus was on everybody outside of me. And in that, I lost myself. So you want to talk about codependency. You want to talk about people pleasing. And when you do that, you lose yourself, right? You lose who you are. And so I sat on my couch that day and said, I have no idea who I am. And so I I was even, you know, thinking about, I don't even know. I don't even know where that inner child is. I don't even know how to find her. Like, how do you do that? Like I sat there going, I have no idea where to start. And so that became like my mission. Like, okay, you need to figure out who you are. And so that became my mission. And actually I feel so strongly about it that I have a workshop that I provide. It's called core. And it's really to help people get back to who we are at the core and figuring out and really taking that light that we've, we forever focused outside of us externally and just shining it on ourselves. And it's really that whole self-love journey and figuring out so many things. You know, I look at things like values. We do, we do a lot of fun things with memories and just figuring out who you were as a child and how that can play out who you are today and what, you know, are you living life that way? And so I love to do those sorts of things. Um, Let's see. What else did you ask me? <laughs> I'm sorry, I got off track. So, with so, my... so no. So, so you're talking about you know that um, earlier version of yourself that was that mm-hmm. was not so self reflective. That was codependent. That had all of those various mm-hmm. behaviors, which is so typical and normal to attract a high conflict personality, like those of us who are married to, I think we're all like perfectionists, self-condemnation, people pleasing, codependent, you know, afraid of um, losing love, wanting so bad to have it. Um, So through this, you went through the collaborative and then it's like so few people can actually do that with high conflict and then whammo you find yourself back in court anyway what what would you say was your growth trajectory when you went back into court like what did that do for you i mean you're saying that you needed a a higher income job like there were all these other things going on and then the cost of a 3 year trial is not yeah insignificant so what was going on for you and how wh- how could you describe for us the the treasures and the pearls that came out of that very difficult time? Yeah, such good questions. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing I learned how strong I was, you know, we're so much stronger than we think. Um, I felt like David against Goliath. And so I had to find ways to keep getting back up because I kept getting knocked back down. And I mean, I can tell you there were nights where I had panic attacks waking up in the middle of the night. I didn't know if I was going to be able to uh, financially make it because, you know, I was one of those where um, my 
you know, child support and everything was used against me um, with threatening tactics and taken away if I didn't comply, which I wasn't going to comply because I was I was not going to, you know, give in. <laughs> but it, it gave me that courage, that strength, that um, that inner champion that I needed to find the inner warrior inside of me. Um to empower myself to get through those moments. I had to face so many fears and thank God for coaching because that got me through. Uh, I mean, I can't even, I, I went on a mission. I, I took, I made a list of all my fears at that time. Like, okay, what are y'all afraid of? Let's, let's just take them all on. <laughs> and so um, thank God for coaching that helped me to do that. I was so empowered and um, looking at all of those fears. And when you take a step, even one step towards one fear, then it gets a little easier. And then you take another step and then you take another. And pretty soon you face all these fears and you go back. Wow. You look back and go, where, how did I get here? And, and then you're, you know, working on myself in that process and really doing some deep dives on who am I? How have I been showing up? How do I want to show up? What do I need to heal inside of me? And really just spend a lot of time focusing on those things. And so that was that was the greatest journey for me. Um, and yeah, I had to find a new career path. So I, I went into a couple of industries prior to um, starting my coaching career and that I would never have thought. You know, I was in the um, trucking industry for a while. I was in the insurance industry for a while. Uh, so I tried it all, you know, and that was more of a, that wasn't me meeting values. Well, I guess I could say it was meeting my value of, you know, security, right? So it was financial security at that moment time. I had to make more money, but it didn't speak to my heart. It didn't speak to my soul. I knew my calling on my heart was always to be of service. And I thought it was going to be therapy, but it ended up being coaching. So yeah, yeah it was just really going through that whole transition. So changing the career path, you know, facing all the battles with fear of lack and having to really look at what's my story in my head about money, you know, and where did it come from? I had to go back and look at my childhood and how did that form for me? And what's the belief behind that? And how do I reframe that? And how do I take some steps towards um, getting closer to where I want to be with that? So, so many different fears and struggles that came up for me that I had to battle through. Oh. Yeah, it sounds like quite the journey. And, yeah. and you have two um, emerging adults. Can you talk a little bit about what your co-parenting experience has been like? <clears throat> yes. Um, so two boys, they're now 25 and 22. And through the process, I I had to get to a place, especially when we went through the court battle, where it was so high conflict and so emotionally damaging to me and my boys that I had to really lay down some hard boundaries. And for a year, my ex-husband could not have any contact with me. You know, it started off with, you know, the phone texting or calling. And then eventually I even learned how to like shut down emails because it didn't matter whichever avenue it was, it was just harmful, very harmful. And so throughout that year, I will say we, we had to do parallel parenting. There was no co-parenting. I mean, it's really hard because you don't know what's happening in that other household when you're not communicating, you know, and I I would, I obviously we all want to co-parent. We want to do it well. We want to do what's best for our kids. I tried that. I tried that for years until it got so toxic and so harmful that I had to, 
just shut it down. So parallel parenting worked for us. And um, it's really, you know, it was a hard struggle. It wasn't easy to not know what was happening in the other household. But all I could do is control me and my relationship with my kids. That meant even when they weren't with me, I still knew what was going on in their lives. I knew what was happening at school. I knew what was happening with, you know, the coach or their team or their friends. I always was involved no matter if they were in my house or not to the best of my ability and just kept showing up as the best mom I could be. And that's really the only thing that got me through. And I will say, even though I come from a very high conflict divorce and in a million years, I never would have thought that we could ever get to the other side of that. I will say that we now have a good working relationship after that year of very hard, you know, boundaries. Once our court battle ended, you know, he came around and asked, you know, there was a lot of apologies and tears and things um, and asking if we could try to work together for the kids. Cause my kids, they were not happy with me, you know, as a social former social worker, I was like, ah, I know what's best for my kids. I know what to do. And I didn't always know my kids were like mad at me. Laying hard boundaries is not easy. And it changes the dance for your whole family. You know, I mean, everybody's used to doing their role in the dance. And so when you one person changes it, it affects everybody. And my kids did not like it. They did not like it. They wanted me to have to deal with what, talking to their dad. They didn't want to have to talk to their dad about certain things. Now, they were older at this time, so it was easier. But yeah, so that that came full circle. And I will say that now we have a good working relationship and, you know, we do really well with co-parenting and our kids are now older, so it doesn't matter as much, but it, we really did get to the other side of it. So that was a gift. Yeah. That's, that's actually a pretty impressive story. And how would you say your boys are doing after all of that landing on the other You know, side? I think they're doing really well. I know they're really happy that, we can all be in the same room. You know, my hut or my, um, my oldest son threw a party for his girlfriend last month and we were all able to be there. We were all interacting, uh, talking about the kids and just different things going on, kind of joking about some things that, that one of them had done. And I had another family member come up to me and say, wow, it's so amazing to see how well you guys can get along and uh, talk and be in the same room because my parents have never been able to do that. And um, she was very resentful of that fact that her parents were never able to get along and it and how it impacted her and her relationship with them. So, um, so I'm really grateful that we're able to do that. And I think my kids are really well adjusted now with everything that's happened. So. Well, Tammy, you've had quite the journey. Um, you've got this great, um, professional background. Uh, we're so excited to have you on our team. Uh, the way I end every Meet the Coaches is to give you an opportunity to share um, any uh, practices, regular practices that you've developed. Uh, if you have a book that you're like, go-to book, anything you want to share, this is your opportunity to, to tell our audience. Okay. Well, thank you. So, as far as personal practices, things that I picked up along the way is obviously music, I know is one thing for me that if I am, um, if I'm, you know, whatever my mood is, I know music helps me with that. Um, uh, anyone who knows me, I always say that I need the gym and Jesus. Those are the two things that get me going and keep me as balanced as a person. If one or both of those two things are off kilter, 
I do not show up as my best self. So if life throws anything at me, I'm not going to handle it very well. So I know for me, uh, I learned that through my process, Jim and Jesus, those two things I need to be solid. Um, I definitely am still very much a proponent of journaling and focusing on gratitude on the daily. Every day I try to figure, start my day with what am I grateful for? You know, I have a gratitude journal um, and I try to do other journaling and self-awareness on the daily. I do actually um, see my own coach. I feel that strongly. I feel like if I'm going to be a coach, I need to walk the talk. So I have a coach of my own that I see on a regular basis still to keep me on track. And I, um, I do, I've recently started reading a chapter a day of a book, and this is my current book that I'm reading. It's called Believe It by Jamie Kern Lima. And I love it. And it's how to go from underestimated to unstoppable. So this is my current one I'm reading. (laughs) And um, let's see, what else do I do? Really, it's it's, um, checking in daily with myself on what do I need? um, What's off kilter and just coaching myself even through. And I found (laughs) that a lot of me coaching myself through hard times even still ends up in my journal. And then I end up using this, like I'll put stars by it, like use this with clients. This would be great to work with a client. So as I'm coaching myself, I'm learning and growing and learning things that I could actually use to help others. And that's kind of how I've always done life, right? It's like, how can I take whatever this is and use it to help someone else? And so yeah, I try you have such that. a gorgeous heart of service. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. And, you know, that's the, we're supposed to be paying it forward. We're supposed to be mm-hmm. uh, being the hands and feet. Right. So I love that's that. Right. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story. Uh, for those of you listening, uh, Tammy's rapid relief call link will be in the show notes. So if you've been struggling and you really resonate with Tammy and her story, you can click on the show notes and schedule a free rapid relief call to see if coaching with Tammy is right for you. And uh, we will be back again with uh, an episode of JBD Team Talks real soon. Thanks so much, Tammy. Bye, everyone. Thanks, Karen. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women throughout one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.